0: another busy day? Time for a break? Meet you in the tea room. The tea room is the podcast for GPs where we delve into what matters most to you. Leading edge research, new treatment pathways, medical politics, and how to build a better practice. Each week we share a cuppa with experts who spill the tea on what's hot
1: in general practice right now. A doctor reported that a young girl was taken to the doctor because of something that was unrelated to a forced marriage. And then she said that she was terrified that she was going to be taken overseas for marriage. She'd overheard conversations on the phone.
0: From the Medical Republic, I'm Wendy John. Thanks for joining me. In July, an important document was released, Australia's Most Comprehensive Guide on How to Prevent, Identify and Respond, to cases of forced marriage in Australia. It's not a popular topic. It's often not recognised as an issue in Australia, but yes, it's happening and often under our own noses. In situations of forced marriage, doctors often have a unique opportunity to provide people with help and support. Now, recognising this, Anti-Slavery Australia has collaborated with frontline workers from a wide range of professions, including health, to create the official Frontline Worker Guide. Jennifer Byrne, is Director of Anti-Slavery Australia. She joins us in the Tea Room today to share a few stories from doctors working with this vulnerable population. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Wendy. I'm delighted to be here with you. Jennifer, what are some of the myths Australians have about
1: slavery? One of the main myths is that slavery does not happen here. But in 2016, it was estimated there were 15,000 people living in slavery in Australia. And the Australian Institute of Criminology estimates that for every single person identified, there are four who are undetected. But this is a a very serious wake-up call, that there are people living in our community in slavery who are not detected, not identified. Modern slavery happens in every single industry in Australia. It can affect people of all ages, all genders, there are people in slavery, in agriculture, in factories, in homes, in the sex industry. Every single industry is vulnerable to, to modern slavery. And we know that that, that is a reflective of global research as well. There is no industry that is immune from the potential for exploitation. How does it happen? Well, it happens because of the use of coercion, threat or force, But it preys on vulnerability. So people are vulnerable for so many reasons. They might be in financial desperation. They might be wanting to escape a country or a home because of violence. There might be civil disruption. They could just be tricked. And that is actually something that happens a lot in in the context of trafficking, where a person has been trafficked to Australia, they've been promised a great job and decent wages and therefore the ability to support their family in their home country and they're assisted to get a visa potentially. They come to Australia excited to start a new life, but then when they arrive, things turn to dust. So the promises are empty. They might work really long hours for little or no pay. They're they're under threat of harm. Violence, and they're likely to experience terrible physical abuse and emotional abuse and and that can go undetected for a really long time. Another part of this is debt bondage where a person believes that they have to pay off a debt and they believe they won't be free until the debt has been paid. And that's a tool of coercion because it traps a person in, in in work that that is never ending. That is debt bondage.
0: And has their passport been taken off them? So there's no. They have no recourse
1: to escape. Yeah, often their documents have been taken and their passport. But in addition to that, they're they're fearful, fearful of reaching out to authorities or escaping. They've been threatened with harm and threatened. If you do escape, I will harm your family in your home country, for instance. It's a it's a terrible thing, that subtle form of coercion, which is just as strong as a physical chain.
0: Is it fair to say that most of these people don't get to see
1: doctors? What happens is that they, they tend to see doctors when there's an emergency, where there's a critical care. And, and that's been reflected in the cases that we know about. And there's a very significant case that took place in in Melbourne that really highlights this, where a woman fell into a coma. Emergency services were called. She was taken to hospital and there identified as a potential victim of modern slavery.
0: What did they see that helped detect that she was a victim?
1: She weighed 41 kilos. She was clearly malnourished. She was suffering from diabetes and that was evidence in evidenced in her body, she was very, very malnourished, and the story that was sort of constructed to explain her condition didn't really match the reality of her poor physical state. In another case, I know about healthcare workers really rescued a person. He had he was required. To, to go to a health clinic regularly to make sure that his previous health condition was being taken care of and hadn't reactivated. He had previously had TB. But o- over time, the healthcare workers saw that his physical condition was deteriorating. He appeared very malnourished, very tired. They asked about his life and he explained that most of the time he was locked in a restaurant. He was not able to leave. He had to sleep in the storeroom, bathe in the restaurant bathroom. He was given very little to eat and he wasn't really paid. And that affected his health. And the healthcare workers were able to see that his condition was deteriorating. And on his behalf, they they contacted law enforcement. Mm -hmm.
0: Tell us about forced marriage in Australia. What does that look like?
1: Well, first of all, forced marriage can affect anyone, but it's mainly women and girls, can also affect boys and men. It is a crime in Australia, and the crime is that if a person coerces, threatens or deceives someone into entering a marriage, that is a forced marriage. And, you know, what we've seen is that the pattern of forced marriage is different from other forms of modern slavery in Australia. And the difference is that it mainly affects Australian citizens and residents. Whereas with trafficking or slavery or, or servitude, forced labor, the pattern is a little bit different and can often affect uh, temporary migrants, for example. Mm. But forced marriage is different. It's affecting Australian citizens and residents. These would be people with entitlement to Medicare. It's mainly affecting young people around about the age of 18, either below 18 or between 18 to 24. And in fact, during the years 2020 to 21, the Australian Federal Police received 224 reports of modern slavery and 79 of those reports were forced marriage and that far exceeded any other report of any other form of modern slavery. So it, it is something that looks different to other forms of slavery. It is also, of course, a form of family violence or domestic violence. It's gender-based harm. But it has terrible consequences on a young, young person affected.
0: Is it happening in certain areas? Is it in rural regions? Is it in outer suburbs? Is it in cities or is it quite well spread across Australia.
1: Yeah. I mean we've seen in, in our work in anti-slavery Australia that it is a national issue. Probably there are more people identified in New South Wales and Victoria, but that probably reflects the, the, the higher population levels. But the signs the signs of modern slavery are the same no matter where it, it takes place. And interestingly one of the main signs that a person might be facing forced marriage is if one of their siblings or or their mother experienced forced marriage previously is that right and yeah it's 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 a definite sign that is constant across many of the cases that have been reported
0: so 79 cases in a year that compared to some other diseases that doctors are looking for those could easily fall through the crack what Can a GP look for?
1: I mean, it is a small number of cases that have been reported, but as I suggested earlier by mentioning the Australian Institute of Criminology research, these issues are very much unidentified. It's the tip of the iceberg. It's the tip of the iceberg. It's a good way of describing it. So the signs are that somebody else in the family was subject to forced marriage, that suddenly there's an engagement ring or an announcement of an engagement. But importantly, the young person expresses fear or anxiety or or distress about the upcoming engagement or marriage. And something that's really significant is that some of them will be fearful of an upcoming family trip, a holiday, overseas, yeah, and this causes fear, anxiety or distress. And most of us, when we're thinking about going overseas, for a holiday, don't f- don't feel frightened or anxious, but that is a real indicator of what could be potentially exit trafficking. And of course, in the worst case, a person fails to return from an overseas trip. Now, one of the other one of the other indicators is that a person says that they don't really believe that they have any any choice about who they marry or, or when they marry and that these are decisions that would be taken by by families so doctors are so used to to responding to situations like this where where people are are frightened or might be experiencing changes in in mood or might be withdrawing but i think there's a real advantage in in speaking about modern slavery and forced marriage so that it is just something else to think about where these these kinds of indicators might be presented
0: do you have any stories of of that doctors have shared with you about their experience in this space
1: there is a story where a doctor reported that a young girl was taken to the doctor because of something that was unrelated to a forced marriage but she was she was supervised or there was an attempt to supervise her during the during the appointment, and the doctor had a a very fine antenna and thought that there might be something that the young person wanted to disclose and found a way to interview that person by themselves. And then she said that she was terrified that she was going to be taken overseas for marriage. She'd overheard conversations on the phone. Um, she, She knew the documents had been prepared, that there was a new passport that had been obtained and so on. But she didn't want to marry the person that she was expected to marry. She actually wanted to finish school and go to university, but she didn't think she had a choice. So the the doctor was actually able to reassure her and, and explain to her that she couldn't be forced to marry somebody against her will. That is, in fact, illegal. And the doctor was able to provide a referral to support for her. And ultimately, she didn't go overseas, she didn't marry. And there was a discussion between all the family members, and the situation was resolved. I think forced marriage is something that's very complex, can be difficult to understand, but it is something that takes place in socially conservative communities. And there are opportunities for discussion there.
0: I'm wondering whether disclosing that to the authorities could have put that young person in danger.
1: I think that's a really important point, Wendy, and this is something that is almost universal. So when I said that there's been 79 reports of false marriage in 2020-21, I should have also said something else, which is that there have been no convictions. So these are these are crimes in Australia's criminal code. And if there's a court case, there could be a conviction that could result in imprisonment. So why
0: hasn't there been a conviction?
1: Well, this is it, because the young people don't want to get their parents into trouble. They don't want to jeopardise the family's position in in the community. But they love they love their families. They don't want to be separated from their siblings. And they have just decided not to participate in anything that could damage their parents. Yeah. Have they... Being protected, though? Yes. So there is sort of recognising the special vulnerability of young people facing forced marriage. The Australian government did establish a new program which provides up to 200 days of unconditional support to a young person or any person, in fact, facing forced marriage. And that support includes comprehensive wraparound 24-7 24/7 services, accommodation, food, help, planning, education, occupational direction and so on. So, and there's no requirement that they participate in law enforcement for that time. So, it is it does recognise the unique characteristics of forced marriage.
0: In a nutshell, for a GP, what pathway do they have once they detect it?
1: Well, I think the first thing is to reassure the young person and to let them know that there is help available GPs are used to assessing complex situations and obviously if the GP formed a view that there was an imminent risk of harm they may well call call the police for for example I know that that would be probably unusual but in some circumstances that is That is the response. There's also mandatory reporting requirements that can come to bear as well. But there are agencies that can provide support and not necessarily law enforcement agencies. So one of the things that we do at Anti-Slavery Australia is to offer a free legal advice service to any person facing any form of forced marriage. And we can speak to people over the phone through chat box through our forced marriage website which is called My Blue Sky and provide support, legal support and referral assistance through, through those means.
0: What should a GP do once they've identified that someone is at risk of forced marriage or is in a forced marriage? Should they call Anti-Slavery Australia and have a chat with you guys there or should they inform the police? What would be the pathway
1: I think the first thing to do would be to form an assessment of the chronology. So how likely is it that a forced marriage is imminent? And then depending on the result of that inquiry, take action. So the action might be to contact us at Anti-Slavery Australia or in other cases, if it looks like a person's about to be taken out of Australia within days, then calling the Australian Federal Police might be the best possible response.
0: Right. Is there anything else in the Frontline Workers' Guide that you would say is important
1: for a GP just to have a front of mind? Look, the Frontline Workers' Guide is terrific because it's got a list of indicators, a list of the effects of forced marriage, referral information. It's, It's readily accessible and there. The other thing that, of course, is available on the My Blue Sky website is a whole list of community resources that We can post out for free. They can be downloaded or we can post them. The resources have been translated into 18 different community languages, which is pretty impressive. So there are some excellent posters, A3 big size posters, and and they can be posted out to anybody who who requests them. And these are the kinds of things that can be put up in in waiting rooms and so on or health centres.
0: That's great. Is there anything else that you might like to say in
1: wrapping up if you think that there is a possibility of forced marriage or some other form of modern slavery, please do reach out to Anti Slavery Australia. We can, we can advise and help. But if there's something that you think is criminal that's about to take place, then I'd encourage GPs to, to take the appropriate action there.
0: Are there any final stories, Jennifer, that you wanted to share that would be useful?
1: I heard very recently the story of a, a girl who's just been able to to buy a house. It's a complete recovery and, and a way that, that she's been able to establish her life in Australia, her independent life. So it's, it's important to know that there are pathways to safety and security.
0: Sometimes when families come together, they can find an alternative way to forced marriage.
1: Yeah, that's it, Wendy. Yeah, thank you. That is a blue
0: sky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, Jennifer. Yep. Thanks so much,
0: Jennifer Byrne, for joining us. Thank you, Wendy. That was Jennifer Byrne, Director of Anti-Slavery Australia. I'm Wendy John. Thanks for joining me in the Tea Room. The Tea Room is made on Gadigal Land by the Medical Republic team. Visit MedicalRepublic.com.au to keep up to date with all the latest news and views in general practice. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. We love to keep you informed. If you want to spill the tea on a hot topic, drop a line to wendy at medicalrepublic.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in.